What's up, everybody? We're talking Monique calling Oprah fake and a lot more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. Say what? You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives. This week, I'm feeling very islandy today. Jamaican, <laughs> yay! Shout out to Sean Paul, who has stayed dropping hit after hit after hit. Stay dropping hit the hits every year. I'm Dario Christian. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. What's up, y'all? And DJ Jesse J. What's up? We got a lot of fun topics today. I see Courtney's wearing her scarf because it's a little chilly I'm in LA. It's cold as hell. It's so chilly in LA. <laughs> so and it's supposed to rain. And it's raining tomorrow. So, yeah. I'm happy I'm about not, that, though. I want to just not. sit by the fireplace. I was supposed to, like, I went rain. away. I was at home in Atlanta. came back. It was hot in Atlanta. So, I thought coming back, by the time I get back, it will warm back up. Mm-hmm. It ain't warmed up. It yet. got colder. It got, it got colder. colder. It definitely got colder. But I feel a little funny saying that it's cold in LA because I feel. Yeah. Oh, no, it's cold. It's, co- it's definitely cold at night. It's cold at night. I mean, it 39 degrees is cold. That's cold. That's cold. Okay? It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. That's real cold. I like it, though. just talking smack. Well, you enjoy it. I mean, I would if I was skinny and I was, like, not trying to lose weight. And then I wouldn't have to get up and go to the gym. But, like, when I'm laying up in my bed and I'm supposed to be at the gym or hiking at 7 in the morning, I look at the weather and and it's 38 degrees. I'm like. And wet outside. Yeah. It is I'm like, I don't want to do that. It's like it's wet and moist outside. That's nasty. All right, moist. <laughs> That's real nasty. Weird. See, your mind goes there. All right, what you got for us, DJ Jesse J? All right, so Black History Month uh, has come to an end, but, you know, know, we're always keeping it pushing and whatnot. So Spotify and Instagram were really cool. Put together this list. Um, they kind of wanted to put some data together um, about the hashtag Black Girl Magic. They put a playlist together that you actually can uh, listen to some. Some of the top artists streamed in Black Girl Magic are Beyonce, SZA, Kehlani, Nicki Minaj, Janelle Monet, Alicia Keys, Lizzo, India Ari. Um, and some of the top uh, places in which that Black Girl Magic is hashtagged is New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, London, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Houston, Philly, and etc. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to some of the music lately, but black artists are really coming out. They've really they've really kind of taken over what we're calling pop music uh, for the most part. What do you guys have to think about that? Because I'm gonna get into Diddy because Diddy feels a little differently. Diddy feels like hip hop culture and, and uh, R and B culture have been diluted. Mm. Uh, I mean, okay, well, before we even get into the ditty, as far as, like, black artists becoming more popish, I mean, black artists, pop is based off of black artists yeah. initially, so we've always been... In the pop. In the pop. We just weren't necessarily accepted as the faces of the pop. The faces of pop, exactly. But the music was always rooted in what black musicians were already doing. Exactly. So, so I, it's, not that, that it's, not it's not a surprise. That blue-eyed soul came It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. We can do it all. We we can. We can. We can, we can do anything. But I've never really used Spotify before. I'm more of an iTunes kind of guy. So make sure you guys check out some of the uh, playlists that they do have for Black History uh, Month for the Black Girl Magic. But Diddy came out to say that he feels that hip-hop specifically has been diluted. Um, he feels like every rapper, everyone out here is trying to be a rapper. Everyone out here is trying to... Um, 
they all have the same message and whatnot, and he feels that as artists, you need to step up and create your own lane. He feels like that hip-hop artists aren't uh, in, being individual. They aren't creating their own sound. What do you guys think about that? Well, I, there's two things to this. I, you know, Diddy is one of my favorite people, favorite artists. You know, the, the Bad Boy era is my jam. I still got it in my playlist all the time. But I found I found it very interesting that he made this statement. This is There's two reasons to this. Mm-hmm. First one being, he's part of the reason, reason. that hip hop and R&B and pop have been diluted. I mean, let's let's talk about the times of him having these lavish parties in the Hamptons where he had Donna Karen, Tommy Hilfiger, Jay-Z and Old Dirty Bastard at the same place with Little Kim yeah. and a titty out. So, you know, I, I I found it interesting that he thinks it's diluted and the second thing is is the fact that like, you know, he is one of the people who've influenced this so much. So I'm surprised that he's criticizing this so much. Yeah, I kind of see that. I feel like it. I think he used the wrong word. I don't think diluted is what is happening, and maybe not even what he meant. I feel like the lines are blurred now in ways that maybe they weren't before, and that's just because popular music has become hip hop, and hip hop is now pop music in a way that it never was before. Like it was a little bit like when he first was sort of coming into his own, he came up in an era that. Which is funny because you're right, he totally mixed it up because it was sort of its own, hip-hop was its own thing, rap was a thing, like over here. And then the Diddy era kind of blended and mixed and used pop and made, he was part he of making. He sampled pop beats. Yeah, but he was, he was like sort of responsible for making hip-hop into pop music mm-hmm. for, to be consumed by the masses. And a lot of, and that was a lot of what people would talk smack about when he was, you know, at his height with um, everybody he worked with. It was, you know, it was not necessarily considered like the hardcore beyond Biggie. Like once Biggie passed, sure. and he started like you know doing all the other things that he was doing with Mace and everything like that. Like it became that became what pop music sort of the next step of pop music, and then we kind of. Now we it's all. I mean, what's rap? Pop? I don't even know what's rap. Like, what's, there, what's for the real? For real? Between pop and rap. I mean, you, know, you, you got you got the you same got Drake kind of singing. You got Amigos. I just you know. feel like we're actually in a really music. good place musically. I think we're in a place where anyone can do anything, and I think that he's listening to the radio. But you're also somebody who puts people on the radio. But I he, don't does really he put people on radio now. Like yeah, he has the power to he uh, Fox Four. You know what I mean? But my thing is. I don't even listen to the radio. But is it, but are his artists because you know I just feel like he like, no I don't I feel like he messed right up now. his artist Every a little artist. bit because he becomes the artist even though he's oh, producing yeah. these other artists. Well, he's got French Montana right now, so that's working. I well. mean, that's true. Um, oh. I I just feel like listening to Spotify, listening to I'm actually surprised by that Spotify list because. I feel like there's so many dope artists. The fact that you could put, actually, I'll give this, that Beyonce and someone like Kehlani are in the same exact list, that's dope to me. I think that if you just search for it, it's there. I think we're oversaturated with the same sound because we like to play it safe as a, as a commercial in a, a commercial world. But if you search for it, it's there. I, I find some really dope bars, and you guys can check us out every Wednesday at 2 p.m. The Beat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, but it's also like in the sense of I'm not mad at the the merging of, of pop 
within the R&B sound because you know we fought for many years to have you know Jay Z nominated for a Grammy or for you know a music award because he was never really put into a, you know a category per se and now we have that like now he can be in the pop category but he can yeah. be in the hip hop category you know it's all you know who else like there's so many people now that just kind of merge into different lanes yeah. Kendrick Lamar could be in a pop category but he could be in a hip hop category you know and we're not going to talk about Kanye <laughs> you know? so I, I think it's I agree with you I think that the way music is now it, it is definitely a a, a good a, uh, evolve, uh, evolving um, evolution, but the only problem that I have with it is that now everything just kind of sounds the same to me. To me, when we had different categories before, at least you kind of had like R and B had a sound, you know, hip, you know, like uh, Cardi B and Bruno Mars shouldn't be in the same, same category. category, right? You know, and <laughs> theoretically, you know, as far as the sound. And I feel like now there's just no, I mean, it just, everything sounds and kind of merges the same. Everything's blurred. You got Nick Jonas, who sounds like he could be Usher or, you know, Chris yeah. Brown, you know, same yeah. track. When Nick Jonas first came out with his track, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, not Usher, somebody I thought it was else, somebody yeah. else. It wasn't know? him. I didn't yeah. think it was him. Or the dude from One Direction. His yeah. track, I th- straight up thought it was Chris Brown. Yeah. You know, so. Well, that's, well, I guess that can also be said. Like, that's how beautiful the world has become that we all, because now people have so much more access to all of it, actually. Like, you're not just hearing this because this is what that radio station in your, how, like, in your neighborhood or your small town plays. Like, you can go online and go to Spotify and hear all this stuff and continue to be influenced all the way. It's not as hard to seek out other sounds as it is so now it's all kind of in everybody's ear and it's all just blending into whatever mixed up whatever it is so maybe the fact that we all keep hearing the same sounds over and over again is only proof of how we've blended and bonded as people okay that was very politically correct (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for like the Kodak smile with the cheese at the end of your smile we are all one family that's what it is I imagine Diddy though you the man whatever you, the four and the star of the four or whoever won the four, are they going to come out with oh, something Evie. worth and it? Oh, and she's going to be popping. I, I saw a little interview with her. She's dope as, I don't know what. Mm-hmm. She's killing it. You need to have her on the beat. How did that work? Is she, like, managed by somebody? Like, what's the rule now? Like, what do you win? You want, Do they like, make any money? Like, no. you know how American Idol, no, they no, got no. the You get a record deal. You get a, and you get but is it a good record deal? That's what no, I want to know. Probably not. Epic records. It's okay. pretty epic. Um, yeah, but that is just because you're signed you. with a. Great it's a good label company. Does, it's not going to be a good deal. Money. It's not yeah. going to be a good well, deal. Well, it's the same people as like Nicki Minaj are signed under, and like I mean, there's some big names there. It's not about it. Just meaning like whether or not the return will actually. That's happen. what I'm talking about. Here's yeah. what I really think is going to happen. I think that they're going to push. I think three of the four finalists are going to actually be put out there. I think the homegirl with the little dreads is going to put something out there. She'll probably have the bigger single and then people will be like, okay, she's a gimmick. I think Evie will have a fan base because she is a genuine performer. I can't express to you how much I disliked the show working on it and fell in love with it as I watched it because you actually started seeing certain performers like her and she would come on stage and it was fire. What was like, your favorite thing working on the show? That, the Just battle. That like, seeing the battles live was so incredible. Like, it was annoying because it would take hours and hours, and, like, the judges just talk, 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 and they don't even use half the shit that they say. But these battles, we would be running down. If you guys know Tiana from Black Hollywood Live, we would be running down like, ooh, did you hear that? Did you see that? This one's going to win. No, that one's going to win. Like, you get into it. So I will give them that with the show. They really 
did something different with those battles. Hmm. So when they come back for the second season, should it be live for real? Yes. I think okay. it should. And I, I feel like, you know, I mean, after you test out a season, now everyone's got the groove of it. Let's go live. Is anyone excited that American Idol is coming back? No. No. With not hand even up? a little bit. I am. Like, you know, that none used to of be the my promo. Jam. But no, because, like, what are you excited about? Katy Perry? Like, no, I don't care about, about the judges. I can I just like to see the the, the backstories, the people who. But mess you're not up even stuff. really gonna get. They're not. They don't want to put the mess up people like on the auditions and all of that. Yeah, the they fun did. They in the did. Beginning. They did at the beginning. You know, they, they started said they're to. not gonna do that very much. Oh uh, well. well I mean, is it on yet? No, is no, it back it in March? March? I'm just like Katy Perry and Lionel Richie together. Judges. I mean, I don't care about the judges. That, that's but the judges are that's what, like, show. entertain you no, for the show. No, they're not real. I mean, yes, you're right. But it's also really the people who mess up. If they're taking out the element of people, the mess ups and the craziness. Yeah, they didn't want the auditions where people, like, how we got William Hong or whatever his yeah, name was. Yeah, they don't want Like, that they don't want that. Oh, well, then I don't know. They said they're not doing I that. Because all the other shows are more of a positive. Like, Yeah, so they, they want to be positive. Yeah. And who William Hong was positive. He made a lot of money off that quick record. He actually did put an album out. He did. He was on my plane one time, and he was in first class. I was like, I think if grown folks want make food themselves on TV, we, why should we be it's mad? It's entertaining. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I'm entertained. But... I won't be Although they probably won't have the same comedy as like the Simon Cowles who used to be just, just. I mean he used to say no, some raw and stuff. And like Katy Perry, like I can't. Yeah, I'm already bored. I'm already snoring. I used to really love her. No, me too. <laughs> and, and I don't I know actually... what happened. Okay, you know so happened? here's it the thing. was the Super Bowl performance. No, I'm just playing. Well, I wasn't even that mad at the Super Bowl performance. I was still kind of like, was, okay, but... girl. It was this new album. I didn't even, I don't know nothing off the new album. No, me either. But it was just like the whole going into the album was just weird. It was like, okay, everything was weird. Why is your hair so short? Why do you look like Miley Cyrus? I just wish she put the pink wig back on and be done with it. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so we're going to move on to more interesting topics. And this is more black girl magic in the news. So apparently NASCAR has been coming up quite a bit recently because... Black folks is infiltrating everything, including NASCAR. So there is a wonderful woman by the name of Melissa Harville LeBron. She is a single mom of seven. And she actually decided one time she was going to take her sons to a NASCAR event in her area. And, like, she kind of wanted to, like, discourage them from wanting to be drivers and reckless and all of that. And in fact, what it did was incite them to want to be that even more. So as she kind of like started doing a little research because her kids were super interested in NASCAR and all of that, she realized that representation was almost non-existent for black and brown people. So she decided to create the E2 Northeast Motorsports under her already established entertainment company, WM Stone Enterprises. And E2 became the first multicultural team to race competitively in NASCAR with four black and Latino drivers, her sons, Eric and Nico, being among the four. And on February 16th, E2 celebrated another milestone when the team competed in its first official race in the Camping World Truck Series at Daytona with Scott Stenzel, who apparently is like a superstar in the sport. I know nothing about NASCAR, so I can't help you. But uh, so Scott Stenzel basically um, is a star in the sport and he joined their team. And when HuffPost asked her kind of like what she wants from her team and like what she wants to where she wants to go from here, she said, quote, she wants to create a a billion dollar team becoming the most influential woman in motorsports she wants to open other opportunities for other women lectures of do lectures of empowerment give testimonials pay her blessings forward at every opportunity and she would like to write a book mm. so she has opened up nascar for the black and brown people and also at the same time like this story comes out also a story came out about brianna daniels who's 24 years old and she 
just, I believe, two weeks ago, is the first African-American woman pit crew member that NASCAR has ever had, and she was uh, doing one of the races, and she ended up, she was supposed to only do one, but then she got called back to do a second one, and everybody's, like, all shocked, looking around, like, where did this little black girl come from, and how is she? She changes tires on wow. the pit crew, and apparently they go through some yeah. intense training to change tires. Like, so. it's intense. I mean, that's, do, that's do or die. Yeah, you know she I mean? was a driver. she was a college athlete and ended up not wanting to play overseas or something and, like, this opportunity came up because NASCAR had a diversity initiative and she kind of signed up for it and just happened upon this and she loves it and she's apparently super amazing at it because she beat out thousands and thousands of people for it. So, shout out to Brianna Daniels and Miss LeBron because y'all doing it in NASCAR and who knew? Like, wow. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Do you know anything about that? I've been to one. I've been, no. I've been to NASCAR one time, and it was no. many years ago. I mean, I'm going to say it's like six years ago, and it was actually, you know, I'm not into it because I just find it kind of boring to just sit and watch cars go in a circle, keep going in circles until. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but someone Unless gets into like some kind of accident, which sucks. Then you're like, but Whoa. when I went. I think it's one of those things like golf to me. When I go and watch it live, I can appreciate it a lot more. It's not as boring oh, okay. to me. Because you're feeling, you got a couple beers, you're looking at all this, you're looking at the people, the excitement, you feel the energy. Where you just watch it on TV, it's kind of like, all right. But that's with every sport to me. Like, I just can't. No, I can watch the NBA oh. and NFL. And, I'll be there right there with sports. a hot dog and some chicken wings. I, well, I think it's, French yeah. Fries. I mean, I can watch other sports on TV, but there's still always that element when you're in the arena and it's live that is the energy is just better. You're more excited. Well, yeah. kudos to her, though, because that's really a game changer. First of all, for, two, part, for two parts. Being black, yeah. first of all, and then a woman. And a woman. I'm going to put the being the a woman, woman thing first. first. Yeah, yeah for know, sure. So that's that's a game changer. Because there's already, what's the black, uh, the guy from London? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. Okay. Well, yeah, he's already a, uh, you know, a driver, but... Uh, or is it a driver? Not a driver. Is he a driver? Is, it, is that a call a driver? I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, Once again, I know nothing about NASCAR. I don't watch. That's the only one I don't watch is NASCAR yeah. that much. But to say all that to say, kudos to her because yeah. that, that's a game. Just changer raising right the profile and making people see, like just like the Brianna girl who's now the tire changer. She's like, I didn't think, like I didn't know nothing about NASCAR. Like that's just not something that's a part of my like awareness and the very fact that I We need to know more I about could, girls yeah. like that, though. That's, yeah. that's who the black girl magic should be looking at. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. We know about executives and, 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 and women who are producers and directors, but we need to be continuing you know, to learn. Showing those girls women as well. these, Girls yeah. doing all these like, positions. Like, because exactly. I, I definitely, I would definitely be one of those people that's like, oh, that's oh, white men and like definitely white men. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's it. Absolutely. So, and look at she don't, and she don't look like she changed no like yeah tires. She's you know like I mean? oh that's not the tire changer. Oh, that's that's the tire. Okay. Uh, LeBron, the owner of oh, the, gotcha. okay. the the link. But yeah. So anyway, congratulations and kudos to both of those women. Keep it up. Um. All right. So we haven't talked about this because we weren't here. Um. Yeah. So the shooting in Florida on Valentine's Day at the school in Parkland, Florida, has obviously ignited gun debate all over again for probably like the 900th millionth time in this country. And one of the recent propositions of Cheetos in Charge is that we should arm the teachers in schools and that will, you know, help potentially protect our students in the schools. Because for those of you that don't know, after this um, shooting happened, the students in Parkland, like really, they marched. 
they went to their state government, like, y'all have to do something. And then there's all kind of hard, I'm not even going to bring up how the ridiculousness about the people saying that those were actors and those weren't actually the students that were harmed by this shooting and tragically traumatized. But anyway, so the students were doing their thing and they are taking action. And they actually were helped by George Clooney and, um, I forget the other guy. Uh, they were just reporting like how like helping get them organized and figure out some things like they were doing it behind the scenes. So shout out to those kids and keep yeah. marching. But basically, so right and, now, and, and what was the school that uh, was in uh, where the kids were? They weren't allowing the kids to. Uh, they all left. They they left the school and then they weren't allowing the kids to like get back to school on the buses or go home on the buses after they. It was a story that was out this week. Um, I didn't. It was see a bunch that. of kids who actually uh, rebelled against. The whole system, and they said that they were they walked out of school basically oh. to fight this whole thing. This well, yeah, I mean, I know, and I know that they were planning to like try to do like a nationwide thing on 420 to uh, protest um, the fact that Congress has done nothing about the gun situation oh. in schools. So that was there was rumor that that was like going to be a thing that all the secondary schools in the country were on social media trying to like work out like we're going to do a walkout on 420 so I don't know if that's going to happen but anyway that being said the kids are stepping up and Cheetos in charge stepped up and said we're going to arm we should arm these teachers and that way the kids there's guns there for them to be protected against the guns that are coming into the school with the shooters so everybody's up in arms and has their own opinions and what's going on but um, HuffPost and YouGov did a poll on how people really feel about this idea of giving teachers guns. And obviously there's some stark differences between various sides and various groups of people. Obviously the biggest difference is between Republicans and Democrats. Like 70% of Republicans say they support the idea of arming teachers, which I was astonished that it was that high. Um, And only 20% of Democrats think that is a good idea. Um, But then when you go back to um, just, you know, regular people that have kids in school or don't have kids in school, um, 45% of respondents who identify as white expressed at least some support for arming teachers with firearms, while only about 30% of non-white respondents think it's possibly a good idea. Um, 50% of people of color said they somewhat or strongly opposed arming teachers, while 44% of white respondents said that. So it's a not too big of a difference. Um, but basically, respondents who identify not just as non-white, but specifically as black, that's the largest percentage that's obviously against giving teachers guns. And then there was a incident that happened in Dalton, Georgia, that a teacher had a gun in the classroom. And then so social media went wild again. Like, we'll see, this is what happens when a teacher has a gun in the classroom because the teacher was, like, barricaded in the room. And I think it ended up that they talked him down and he wasn't actually trying to harm the students. He was trying to harm himself. But people use that as, like, see, and we want to put guns in the schools. That's a better, brilliant idea, brilliant idea. So, anyway, what y'all think? Y'all want guns in the schools with the teachers in the hands? I don't think the teachers should have a gun. I think teachers are there to teach. I would not be opposed to there being... A security person, a military-esque person or, or trained background in the school, at all schools, there should be maybe one. I remember because I go to my school that I was in, there was no security. Like there was like the one cop that would show up and like walk the school. Like if anyone really wanted to just walk up in there and do something, they could have. Yeah. So I'm not opposed to there being somebody there. 
with a weapon, not, oh, like, it scares the crap. I remember after 9-11 going to New York and being down at, like, the South Seaport and just being at the mall and you just see these military guys with, like, these rifles on their backs and it's just like I'm trying to shop like this is overwhelming so I don't want to be in school and like you're seeing like this militant person walking down the hallway but to know that there is someone there protecting I would I do not believe that the, that we should put that responsibility on the teachers I think that is crazy actually um, but uh, to have some sort of security established in every school it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I, I agree with you there. I, my first initial thought used to be to say, let's put some more metal detectors in schools back, like back in the old, you know, back in the day when they were doing that. But then on the flip side, that that only stops certain things, and that's probably and it's expensive to put in schools. So I agree with you. I think they should have some type of security. Now, I don't agree with a teacher having a gun per se because here's the thing: you just, I just feel like we're in a a, a state of panic right now, and I would hate for like a, a student to challenge a teacher and get shot off of something that is not as serious or the the seriousness of of this of like what happened in Florida, and I just I don't want to put that responsibility on the teacher if I had a child that was in that school. I, I, for sure not. But I would say security or someone there, you know, who can who is a, a police officer or something like that, sure. That that that's fine with me. You're not feeling it, Courtney. You know, I it's so funny because I did a show about this probably six or seven years ago and we talked about school violence and you know, what to do, do we put guns in the schools, more security guards, more of this. And now here we are seven or so years later and Still. we're having an even more intense discussion and it's going even further in the direction of violence. And I just like on the surface I would say yes maybe more security guards in the school is a good idea. But in like that's in the short game. But what is the long game of that? For me and I feel like we never address the long game when it comes to violence and violence with children in our community because it's only growing and it's getting worse and we've done nothing to sort of figure out like what's going on and if we have all this money to hire security guards in the schools but somehow we don't have enough money to pay our teachers well pay enough guidance counselors that they're not one guidance counselor per 500 children so that maybe you know issues with kids is noticed much sooner than it is Mm -hmm. now um, that we don't have facilities for kids that are troubled to go to and figure things out because somehow we have no money but all of a sudden we have all this money to put glocks in people's hands like I just don't understand like it makes no sense to me and I obviously I don't have the answers but I do have family that works in the school system and the idea that (laughs) my mom in retirement will volunteer like do substitute teaching my mama does not need a gun like in like and will not (laughs) she said I most certainly will not and she will leave but I'm just I don't it's sad to me that that's the place and that's where the conversation is and it feels like the conversation is still in this very small arena and not really addressing we have to figure out why suddenly not suddenly over the last like 20 years I mean, Columbine was t- set it off 98, 98, 99. So we should have learned. It's been 20 years. Yes. Like, it's been 20 years, and it's getting worse. And I think that says something about our culture. And I think it's something that we are not even, simp- we're not even kind of trying to address. And I think we maybe, I don't know if we ever did the story here, but how there was a proposition, I believe, from the CDC to actually study 
gun violence and violence in general in our culture right. as a disease. Yeah. And, these and the games. idea that like nobody thought that that deserved funding baffles me. Like I just don't understand because something has snapped. Something's not right. And it's it's not just, oh, you and thank God. I mean, I appreciate Walmart. I appreciate Dick's Sporting Goods for taking the guns that they did take off the shelves. I, lo- I was just I was going to re- mention that. I think that's really dope. Yeah, right? I think it's great. And I'm glad they've increased the age and of getting Walmart, a gun. Walmart's involved now. They just raised yeah, the minimum age for ma- Raised it to, to 21, 21. And yeah. Dick's did the same thing so that's first. Big. That's great. I, I appreciate like trying to be a responsible CEO. It's not just about making money. I get it. But on the same note, we just had Las Vegas happen a few months ago, and that man was not a child shooter. So something's broken, and we have to... But we're not going to be able to solve all the cases, though. Of course. What happened in in, in Vegas... How, how would you even stop that? You know what I mean? It, well, that's well, that, but that's what the argument is about the type of weapons that people have access to. Okay, I it's like that. yes, I mean, you yeah, have sure. your guns, but if you got a nine, that's not the same as an AR-15. Like it's I mean, going true. to take yeah. much longer to get rid. Like you want to minimize the collateral damage you know, as best as you can because you can't obviously get every person and catch every. That's child that happened. Sure. That's impossible. But if that kid only has access to a nine millimeter gun, he's only got however many bullets are in that chamber, as opposed to a whole freaking what are you calling that they pop it up in there where there's like hundreds of bullets that can be sprayed at you know fifteen seconds. Yeah. So I, I I'm not somebody that's like oh my god we have to ban the guns. I believe in guns. Like I actually like guns and I do like you, shooting you, guns. Do you own a gun? I don't own a gun. A friend of mine really was trying to press me to own a gun. I I could see you with a gun. But I, I, yeah. Can you see Courtney with a gun? I like shooting guns. I bet you do. I enjoy it. But I also understand that my like for that is not more important than what's happening in our country and to children and kids going to school with the idea that they have to walk around and, like you said, like see military people. Like that's not something that I want our generations to grow up in. Like how I don't do and we need to fix that. If you, if you had a child, how do you feel about having a gun in the house with you? I was in the house with guns and children. I was too. Yeah. I mean, and well no not in my childhood. That was uh, like Jesus yeah. protected us. Uh, so <laughs> like that was my parents my parents didn't believe in that. Right, but I, I obviously in my previous relationship he was former military, and he had he many a guns. And I could tell you some crazy stories that made me like, oh, my God, like, I got to do what? But at the same time, he had daughter in the house, and she was young, but she knew that there were guns in the house and that there was nothing to do. And he had handprint cases and all that kind of stuff that take your fingerprints to open and that kind of stuff. So he was very safe about it. But I, I so whatever. That being said, that's why I believe people deserve to have their guns. But at the same time, I think we need to look at the long game and figure out what the hell is wrong with everybody and why we're shooting everybody. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to move on from this story, but the Republicans are still, out of all the things that they need to fight, they are still not trying to fight the, the part of the gun part, taking guns away. Of course not, because the NRA is a multi-million dollar contributor to all of their campaigns. All of their campaigns. But until we get them out, this It's not going to happen. Honey, we ain't going to ban no guns. They ain't going to ban no guns. If they ban some guns, I'm going to fall out on the floor here. We can talk to her. But I do say, like the kids walking out and the support of adults to those kids will change something. Sure, I believe that. So... Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I'm pessimistic every about little, Congress, every little bit, but every little bit counts. you got to do it. You know Keep I mean? doing it because it's wild. That's right. All right. We're going to move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. 
Or not without We don't music. have sound we effects. Have sound it's effects. okay. We put Anthony. Oh, there you go, Anthony. Anthony was so in, so was, into the story that he didn't out. even hear the music, right? He was right? like, what? All right, well, somebody yeah, who may want a gun. <laughs> he was like, it's not for me to go home. Y'all somebody, talk too much. Somebody who may want a gun real soon is uh, Monique, because she back in the press again. Oh, uh, this time, she messing with my girl, though. She messing with Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she was recently in the news talking about Oprah and saying that Oprah was fake. She called Oprah fake uh, via Twitter. So, basically, what they're saying is that um, Oprah had spoken to the global grind um, about not responding negatively in direction to some comments that Monique had made. Mm -hmm. And Monique wrote, you know, Monique kind of like went in a little bit, you know, because she was talking about how she, you know, we all know that she was upset with Oprah yeah. a little bit, her and Tyler Perry, because she felt like she was blacklisted. So Monique put on her page, my love, she put this to a, a Oprah fan, uh, fake gold shines too, but it doesn't change the fact that it will turn your neck green. At Oprah, you keep shining. Ooh. Now, if that ain't shade, I don't know what shade is. Dang. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what shade is. Um, Oprah's like... <laughs> like but here's the thing on her Montecito ranch like Oprah oh, doesn't really by. need to say too much no way as Oprah she, should not ever even address it as she hasn't she um, what do you guys feel about her calling it Oprah fake let's start there I mean I, I don't think we're ever gonna really know the details to what is going on because I don't I mean <laughs> when you look at numbers especially with like the Netflix deals in which Monique was talking about and you look at it on a bigger scale of things I can understand why somebody could be mad Everyone ain't got your back, Monique. Like, you know this. You know what industry this is. Especially those that are of an older generation where they've been playing the game. That's all they know is how to play the game. They look out for themselves and they help those who have been the poles to keep them lifted. If you wasn't that and you weren't there, girl, like, you mad and barking up the wrong tree. Like... But, okay, but here's my it's question. It's too much bitterness for too long. How do you... She keeps... I just feel like she... Do you think that this is just all publicity to keep her name in the, no. in the news and maybe leverage some bigger deal for her? Because you're now you're... You know, I kind of feel like it's black-on-black black crime. No, no. Now you attack I feel like in. she's really genuinely upset. I think she's still hurt. Yeah. Like, still very, very hurt. And she's bitter as F and doesn't think that... Her, like, it's one of those things, because you, like, you want to, like, give somebody the, because people have been stifled often, especially sure. in situations like this, when the more powerful or doing whatever, and then you struggle, but there's so much venom that comes out, like, your message is lost, period. Yeah. So even if you think that Oprah is super fake, the way you express that in terms of maintaining your career and your own integrity is not to be so venomous like because it's not received because now you're like, going to receive the interview with Ayanla not Oprah it, you ain't even getting that <laughs> at this point well you definitely ain't going to get that because that's on own no, you're not getting that that's not going to happen you may get Wendy Williams yeah but <laughs> like mean? nobody wants to hear it and, it, cause, and it's not even just because don't get me wrong like I can look sideways at Oprah I'm sure Oprah got some Yo. some shark type ways okay you don't because get you don't get make that much you don't money get that far shark without having shark there. ways or but, upsetting somebody you know what i'm saying or upsetting process. somebody but that's like it's not even a game at this point that's just life like any like it because oprah got to live her life and make her successes how that's gonna work and monique you were not lining up with that because you was one running your mouth because in the end you was running your mouth like and you have every right to and we can Absolutely. support you in it but you can't be mad that people turn their back on you 
and you out there running your mouth and they're going to continue to turn their back on you. So I just wish she would just shut up and just let her art speak. Like, just do your work. Like, Monique is great at what she does. And she's a brilliant actor. But you just messing that up. Girl, go and make your stuff. Do your stand-up. Go on the circuit. Do whatever. Like, you need to shut up. Well, my thing is prove prove your numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you've talked all this smack, and then I'm going to call it smack, and you, you talked all this shade, throwing shade at everybody. But if that's the case, let your numbers be your, your, your existence. Because at the end of the day... Your Oprah, best revenge is uh, your paper. It's your paper. And, and Oprah got the numbers. And all, this leads right into the next story with Tiffany Haddish because we've been talking about Monique and her Netflix deal. How she only got $500,000 and she's been upset about that. And now Tiffany has signed a new deal with Netflix, which, which I find funny. They're not putting the exact amount that she signed. They're putting rumors. They're putting rumors mm-hmm. that it's a multi-million dollar deal. No, I heard it was $800,000. Yeah, that's what I heard. Really? Yeah. I heard yes. a multi-million dollar deal. I heard $800,000 and I'm probably, that probably saw, sounds about right. Yeah, I, I think she'll get a million. No, I saw Monique's, what Monique but was offered. But it's not a special. It's a series. Ti- yeah, what Tiffany was offered and what, who was the other one? Wanda Sykes was offered for Netflix. And none of them had hit a million dollars. Yeah. And there, and then what? And again, Amy Schumer's was twelve million. Yeah, or something like but that. what? But what Tiffany's doing is not. She's not doing a comedy a special. special either right, by herself. Right. She's doing a series where she's like a voice of an animated series or something. So it's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's millions. It's probably well. The funny thing I is, there, there, there are fans. Monique does have fans because there are people out there who are trying to defend her no. in this process. Um, as I mentioned, there's no alleged real word on what the exact amount is, which I'm sure we'll find out soon. Um, but there was a fan that tweeted at Tiffany Haddish get, got a million dollar deal at Netflix uh, at the level of Amy Schumer. It's because of at Mo Worldwide uh, stood up and it's obviously protecting Mo. Um, or Monique and Tiffany responded already got a deal boo and I signed it way before she did and you know it's not it's not legend money but it's enough to take care of my family for a man and I ain't mad at you for that you know and Monique actually went in and she responded she can you know she congratulated Tiffany she said you've done uh, nothing wrong Uh, my sister you keep shining I'm proud of you yeah so you know, go ahead, congratulations. Go ahead. Well, you got end, to congratulate. You have to congratulate her, and in the end, nobody really can is faulting Monique for being like, "How they just gonna offer me five hundred thousand dollars?" Like that was bullshit. Like for Monique the most part, was, is a legendary. Comedian. She's a legendary comedian, <laughs> and I think she probably deserved at least a million. I mean, at least one million. But that's not my decision to make. It's not my company to run, whatever. So, fine, you didn't get the offer that you felt like you deserved. But how you go about sharing that information. and Because mm-hmm. the, the, the core of what you're saying really is important. Black sure. women are definitely lowballed. Absolutely. And uh, we won't know that until you come out. Because who would have known Wanda Sykes only got offered 250000 It had Monique never said anything. Like, that's definitely information that we should have and we deserve to have. But then you go to bringing back up Tyler and Oprah and... Why are you mad at the world? Like then you turn, you muddy you the waters, and you lose the. You, your message is lost, and your mess. And I, and my thing is, as we've talked about, I think when we first brought this subject, is leverage that for your your back end deal. Then you know don't because the thing is is like you're talking all this smack, but then no one's respecting you, so you're not going to get the money that you want anyway. Because now everybody now you're now you're really going to be blackballed. No. I feel like you know I'm not saying don't speak up. But I'm just saying the way that you're going about it to me she is... She could have wrote a whole special about, about Netflix that. shading her. Exactly. And, and put it on and Netflix. put it on Netflix. 
They probably put it on Hulu. Or put it anywhere. Wherever. Like, put it out on the internet and yeah. blow up again so that people that don't know how tight you are know again and are like, wait, where am I Pull Kathy Griffin. Be, yeah. be that person. Yeah. So, I don't know. Good luck. Monique, I'm sure we're not going to hear the end of we want Monique. You back. We love you, I do. Monique. I love you. You were so come on, come on great, Miss Parker. You were. Yeah, talk to us. Yeah, but speaking of blowing up, uh, our girl Retta is really blowing up. We know yeah, her from Parks and Recreation on NBC. Parks she's got a new show. And Girlfriend's Guy. And Girlfriend's Guy. We got, she's got a new show, uh, Good Girls on NBC, that premiered last week, I believe, on Monday nights oh, at 10 p.m. Week? It was last week. Uh, I hung out with her at a little lunch that she had, and she's super cool, and she's really excited about this show. So we got a little clip about this, because we got to support Retta. we got to support our sisters mm-hmm. who, are, who are leads in these big shows. Let's check out this clip. Everyone's going to school. Hey, brush your teeth. Wipe her face. Pants. They gotta work late. Who knew so many people bought cars on a Friday night? <laughs> hey, you got plans later? My church is having a bring a friend night. I'm just not really much of a church person. You're definitely a stuck-up bitch. She can barely make it through the school day right now. Here. We can't. Carla. There's this new drug that just got approved. Oh, my God, can you please just listen to me for one damn minute? The drug you're talking about is 10 grand a month out of pocket. Why do we have hardly anything in our accounts? I made a few bad decisions at work. Oh, honey, what can we do? Nancy and I are suing you for custody. Seriously. My husband and I work all the time. The transplant lists can take months. So when do you want to do this? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a robbery! I better get a manager up here right now or I will start capping people and I'm not even joking, mother! <laughs> hey, Deadpool, you wanna? <laughs> <laughs> So that's a little clip right there. Good girls. So, you know, I, what I like about this too is that Red is showing her uh, dramatic roles, yeah. you know, her, 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 you know, that, 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 she's got it. She's you know what I mean? She, she's she versatile. She can do comedy. She got a little drama. I uh, check it. it out. You know, support the sister. I you know, will. it comes on I Monday nights on this week, so I will have to go back on my YouTube TV. Yes, so it's a home. great show, and, um, you know, we look forward to seeing more from her, and she's going to sure. come on Black Hollywood Live soon, too, as well. Yay! So, all right, um, Jesse had to run to the restroom, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna close so out the show without him. Let's get your 100. <laughs> Courtney, where can fans find you? Oh, you can find me everywhere at Stuart Starlet, like always. You can find me at Dario Christian on, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also on Reels Channel for Broken Famous, the show. I just had an episode, a new episode that just appeared, so check me out there talking all stuff about celebrities who have financial woes. Oh. And we're going to go out with a little Sean Paul, oh, get a little oh. Jamaican reggae on right now. Yeah, and everybody have a great weekend and uh, the Oscars Watch weekend. Watch the Oscars, Watch guys. the Oscars, see what happens. See who wins. We'll see y'all next week. Peace! Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at King XO Bay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined.